Okay, so I am going to jump right into the topic at hand. And I would like to discuss what an empath is and what an intuitive is. And the reason why I have such the urge to discuss this is because I'm so tired of seeing the word empath used very loosely and I'm tired of when I'm doing my own research on certain things and I come across these signs you may be an empath they're so cookie cutter and there's nothing wrong with that but everyone is in textbook we're not all the same so you can't generalize um, and not only that, but I really feel like there are signs and, and things that we as empaths and intuitives um, may not realize that kind of clue us into exactly how powerful that we are. And people who don't necessarily know that they are who they are uh, might experience these things and not think anything about it or just completely ignore it because they don't know any better. So that's what I want to discuss over the next few minutes of this. So me, um, I grew up knowing that I was gifted without really knowing that I was gifted, meaning I knew that I had something. I knew that there was something different about me, but I couldn't put a finger on it and I couldn't explain it because I would experience things at such a young age that would literally just creep me out. And I didn't know who to tell, who to go to. I didn't want anyone to think that I was crazy. So I would just keep it to myself and try to ignore it. And I, I remember it getting so bad to where I would always just have to sleep with my mom at night because I would just see things. And God bless her for not, you know, admitting me into a crazy home. And now that I think about it, she probably knew what was going on, but didn't know how to really talk to me about it. But I used to just experience some really crazy shit um, to the point where I used to just pray to God to take it away from me because I didn't know what it was. And as I got older, I would notice that the more I would pray for it to be taken away from me, the stronger it got or the more advanced it got. Until one day, um, a friend of mine about three and a half to four years ago, he was just like, you know what, maybe you're an empath and maybe you should take a look into what exactly that is because it might help you. And I am so happy that I listened to him because I did. And it did help me. Um, I like no longer denounced the gift that I had. It completely opened up Pandora's box for me. Life completely like shifted. Um, I'm not gonna say it was like a whirlwind of change, but I learned so much about my gifts, myself, that it just sparked this whole journey within me. And it allowed me to hone in on certain gifts that I have, my craft and, and things of that nature to where now I'm like so happy that I just decided to research this one thing that my friend suggested, um, that he was able to recognize the type of person that I was and he's able to get me to see me for what it is that I am or who it is that I am. So... What's an empath? 
the most simplest way that I can put it is um, is that empaths really feel what you're going through. And it's not that they empathize or we understand. We literally know. So if you're going through a heartbreak, we are feeling that same exact heartbreak that you're going through. There have been days that I would be in a funk and would not know why that I'm in a funk. Only to find out that someone that I'm energetically connected to is in a funk and that's why I'm in it. We we pick up emotions of others. We pick up the pains of others. Um, that's the best way that I can describe it. I would suggest that you really do some research into it because if you notice that people just rub off on you easily... You could be an empath too, um, and I, I would, I'm not saying that lightly. You should really look into it if you notice certain things that happen. Um, one of the signs of being an empath is that we attract energy vampires, and we call them energy vampires because they're people that will literally just suck the life out of us and have no idea about it. So, a good example would be like if you have a friend. Or if you're that person that all your friends go to when there's an issue, where there's trouble, when they need to vent, you can easily be the empath because you have that um, you have that healing effect. You give them that relief. You make them feel good. You are who you are because you're here in this lifetime, in this world to heal. You are the light worker. So people may not realize that, but they'll sense that about you and they gravitate. People normally gravitate to you. And in turn, it drains you. So that's why we call people energy vampires because the people that gravitate to you the most seek some type of healing from you, whether they know it or not. And you do it and you do it so naturally because you are the light worker. You are the empath. You are the healer. Um, another sign that you could be an empath, it would be like you have an aversion to a certain lifestyle. So let's say, for instance, people who don't eat meat, um, vegetarians, vegans, pescatarians, I don't know, whatever you guys call it. I'm sorry. Um, you might have an aversion to it because you might notice how meat makes you feel. And it's not like the typical, uh, oh, I'm sorry, vegans, but it's not the typical, I'm vegan. I feel so much happier that I don't eat meat. I feel lighter. It's, I don't eat meat because I literally take on the energy that this once living cow had or this once living pig had. And I ingest that shit and I feel it. And it drains the life out of me and it makes me feel like crap. And it makes me feel like my life isn't worth it because at one point that pig's life had no meaning. So you may have an aversion to that or you may stray away from certain things. You may find that you don't like to do certain activities because they invoke something in you on an emotional level. So if you feel like that with certain lifestyles, you can be an empath. I hope I said that or explained it clearly. It's a it's a bit tough to explain, but I hope that you understood that. Um, 
one of the last signs that I have for being an empath that people don't tend to think about is that you could be either introverted or you could be extroverted. And nine times out of ten as an empath, you're an introvert who's learned to be extroverted. And what I mean by that is that empaths need time to recharge. We um, we value our quiet time, our alone time, our me time. We value things that give us energy. We value the sun. We value nature. We value our little things that bring us peace. So while we love our friends and while we love to go to social events, we've only learned that from the people that we're around who are social so that we can help blend in and so that we can um, enjoy life for what it is in that moment, in that setting. And just like that, on the flip side, you could be super extroverted and have learned how to be introverted for the purposes of needing to recharge your soul at the end of the day. Um, So if you notice that you gravitate either to the introverted or the extroverted side, but you still need that recharging at the end of the day, then you may be an empath. So, intuitives. Um, The textbook definition of intuitives, and I say this loosely, is that you just know. It is so... It is so much more than you just knowing. Oh, I knew that. Oh, you follow your gut. Yeah, that's just the that's the generic term. But there is something in you that knows. You don't know where you got this information from. You don't know why it is that you know it. And you know that you cannot ignore it. You just know. Um, and signs that you may be an intuitive are so much more than you knowing when to listen to your gut. Um, They're actually, when I actually sat down to think about it, they're quite amazing. So one of the signs that I realized is that you might wake up fatigued. Um, It doesn't matter how much sleep you get. It doesn't matter how much relaxation, how much rest that you have. When you wake up in the morning, you are still fatigued as if you didn't sleep. And the reason for that being is because when you sleep at night, intuitives, your subconscious freaking flies. You are all over the place. You are receiving messages. You are sending off information. You are having these vivid, vivid dreams. You're restless at night. You might even wake up a lot at night. Um, But even if you notice that you're still tired after you sleep throughout the night peacefully, you really haven't slept peacefully. Your subconscious is working over time. Your body is more susceptible to, to receive the spirits or the messages or whatever it is that you're receiving and letting out. Um, and that's just, that's just the work. That's the natural working process of an intuitive person because during the day when you're going through your life, you're so distracted Unless you take that time to sit down to just feel your environment, to try to listen to your environment, you're so distracted. So your sleep is when they get you. Um, so if you wake up and you feel tired in the morning when you wake up, you can't just snap out of bed. You can't just react and fully function. You may be an intuitive. Um, the next one, I would say like 
obviously that gut instinct, but there's like internal hunches or I would say voices. And it sounds like something that you should get locked away in the kooky house for. (laughs) And I don't want to say it like that because people really go away. But um, there are voices and you might hear something in your head and it's not coming from the external world. It's not coming from outside of you. It is coming from inside of you. And if you hear the voices in your head, it could easily be your guides. It could be your angels. It could be your own subconscious telling you something, um, getting your attention. So you ever like walk down the street or something or you and you think you heard someone call your name, but no one called you and there's no one talking or whatever that it's that voice where you thought someone called you and they didn't. If you have that, if that happens to you often, that's a sign that you could be intuitive. Um, the last sign is that you think you're crazy. And I don't use the word crazy loosely, but there have been times where I've literally cried thinking that I was going to get locked away in a psych ward somewhere because of how I felt in that moment. And you will think that you're crazy. It's natural. You have these things. You don't know where they're coming from. There's no concrete proof, but it's true. I've literally confronted people about things that I shouldn't know. I've learned about people who I've never met, who have passed away, who whatever. And I thought I was crazy for it until I would get it confirmed later on. So if you know that you get this information and um, it's confirmed, but you can't explain where or how you got it and you think you're genuinely crazy, it's just a sign that you're an intuitive So, can you be both empathic and intuitive? The answer is yes. You could be one or the other. You could be neither. You could have a gift of of another sort. It doesn't matter. Um, But yes, you can be both empathic and intuitive. And I want to say that this is so important to know, but there are no rules to your journey. There's no blueprint, there's no handbook, there's no syllabus to how your journey goes. You do what you want in the timing that you want it. The lessons are never finished, you'll never know everything. Um, Just, you take your time, and when you're ready for the next step, believe me, it will come. Whether you think you're ready for not or not, it will come. So yes. You can be both empathic or intuitive. So from my own personal journey, what I've realized is that the similarities between both empaths and intuitives is that we have a lot of trouble with authority. We do what we want when we want to do it. It doesn't matter what the rule says. There's no policy to us. Um, And it's not that we are reckless or... um, I can't really find the word for it, but you know, we're not oh, rebellious. We're not rebellious. It's just that we always want to know why. If there's a rule set in place, we need to know why. Because if we feel like there's something that will be for the greater good, 
then we are going to we're going to follow our heart and go with the greater good. So if you constantly ask yourself why or you have trouble with authority and I'm not meaning like just doing dumb shit, getting in trouble with the law. I mean constantly questioning why, why, why. You may be intuitive, you may be empathic or you might be both. Um another sign for me growing up was that I never fit in and I'm not going to say that I still don't because I don't there's what are we fitting into I'm a grown-ass woman um but there's that being a black sheep you know I have grown up knowing a lot of people to the point where you could say that I was like one of the popular kids in school I was always around different groups and different circles I knew everyone but I was still by myself, if that makes sense. And you don't fit into one clique or one crowd or one type of way of being. And you're more so, you're to yourself. Um, I was like the Daria. I was Daria. So, you know, you have the people who always stand out who are the black sheep. But you have to ask yourself sometimes, why don't they fit in? Especially when it comes to family. Because for me and my family... Um, I kind of came in with a huge gap. So I was the first female in my family in a generation. Um, I was the first daughter. I was the first granddaughter. I was the first niece. Um, So that already, I, I already had my own space. So it just made it easier for me to realize how much of a black sheep that I kind of was. And, and, the last sign that um, I feel is very important in anyone's spiritual journey, especially the intuitive, would be the rejection, the questioning, or being deeply rooted in faith. I had, I'm going to say the pleasure. I've had the pleasure of growing up learning different religions and it's made me more open-minded because I realized that at the end of the day everyone who believes in something believes in something so it doesn't matter how many deities you have how many disciples there were or what the case may be you still believe in the divine at the end of the day and during it's natural during during your journey of finding out who you are and the gifts that you have it is so natural um it comes right along with the trouble with the authority it is so natural to to reject the faith because when you're deeply rooted in religion sometimes you 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 might feel like you're not supposed to have these gifts because there are some religions and some people who denounce people with gifts oh, you're a witch, oh, you're whatever, and okay, be a witch, but it doesn't mean that you're out here, you know, practicing black magic and doing things that are evil. If this is what you were gifted with, this is who you are, this is what you own. And then there are people who are deeply rooted in faith because they can't make sense out of the gifts that they have. And then there's people that question like there was a while where I questioned everything. I still do. Um, not so much religion, though. This is just things in life. But 
I recently started questioning who, uh, about my bloodline. Who practiced their magic? Who practiced their spirituality? And who did not? And I found out that there's someone on... I won't say. I just found out that there's some black magic that goes on. And then I've realized that with my bloodlines on both sides of my family, there's a lot of magic that goes down, that trickles down. And I am definitely not the first one. I might be the first one within a couple generations, but I am not the first one in my in my family to come with these gifts and to, and to practice what I practice and to do what I do. Um, so I've learned to appreciate that. And I realized that there are some people in my family who are heavily religious. And I believe that they were heavily religious because they were dealing with things that they just could not explain. And if it wasn't in their religious text, then it didn't happen. Um, So I will say that all of these signs are not the only signs. I share these signs and these traits and these attributes with you all because this is my personal journey. This is what I go through. I will never speak on anything that I do not go through, do not know about, or did not study and research um, or did not learn for myself firsthand. Um, So when you guys are going through these research trips and whatever you want to call it, be aware that people are either speaking from the heart of what they know or they're just seeing some shit and regurgitating it back to you. And you can always tell who's going through it for the love of spreading the word and for the love of enlightenment versus those who just want to fake the funk and copy and paste and be a cookie cutter person. Um, but I do hope that this helped. I do hope that I explain these things very clearly or as clearly as possible so that you all can understand it because I get a little tripped up and caught up in what I'm talking about. It makes sense to me. It may not make sense to you. So if it doesn't make sense to you, please feel free to reach out and and challenge me or question me um, so that I can make it make sense to you. But yes, this was... This was what I wanted to share. There was an impromptu recording. Um, I wanted to just get it out. Um, What's an empath? What's an intuitive? The similarities and the signs of them that I feel are hidden. These are not the cookie cutter out in the open signs. These are the signs that I learned from myself and what I realized for myself and what I feel should be more brought up to the forefront. So hopefully... um, this helped with a few of you who are going through your own journeys and honing in on your own gifts and if you're not going through anything I hope that this just gave you some enlightenment on the type of people that you may come across